Hey guys, if you can think about how you found this podcast, maybe it's on Instagram or TikTok, maybe someone shared it with you. I don't run ads for the show or have sponsorships, so the only way this grows is through word of mouth. If this was valuable for you in any way, my only ask is if you could share this with someone who you think would help their investing journey or business. Thanks a lot, and let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Historic The Best. I'm your host, Michael Chang. It's my great pleasure to welcome Julie Lang to the show. Julie, welcome. Hey, so good to be here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I'm super excited to have you on the show. You're one of the one of my favorite people. And oh. you just launched your, just because of joy that I know goes through your work and what you've been doing. So I'm really happy and proud to have you on the program to, to share your journey as, as early as it is. But why don't you why don't just first start off by introducing yourself to the audience? Okay. Thanks, Michael. That means a lot to hear the word proud coming from you. My name is Julie Land, and I am originally from the Northeast, but my family and I moved to Dallas, Texas two and a half years ago after living overseas for the better part of a decade. And yeah, I met Michael this past summer after reaching out. And since August, my husband and I have been on the SDR journey and have recently secured two units and launched. So we're super pumped and I'll use that word proud too. <laughs> you have a lot to be proud of. So let's dive into that. I think it's great to share the beginning of someone's journey. We, mm -hmm. we have a lot of guests that have been doing, that's been doing it for, for a few years now, but you're really right on the cusp. So when did you just, when did you launch your two units? We launched our two when units it, August, uh, not August, October 31, actually. October 31. We're, we're recording this today is November 13th. So you're two weeks into your journey. Two, oh, two weeks. Okay. When did you sign your lease? When so these two units, are they, did you buy them or did you lease these units? We went with the arbitrage model and it was like a slow burn for us to dial in on what exactly we wanted to do. My husband and I have run, my husband ran a company overseas for a number of years and we just really enjoyed that work and that process. He ran the business, but I was co-pilot in so many ways, just in support and I cared as deeply about about the business as he did mm -hmm. and we really loved that dynamic of working together and i feel like just as who we are as people we're a little bit more entrepreneurial in general we had been thinking about what we wanted to do together next and we went down a couple of different rabbit holes i think i saw your videos probably for the first time this time last year michael and <laughs> yeah i think it was okay. like thanksgiving um just kind of, you know, through the scroll on Instagram, a couple of your videos. And I think that's when I first started just spinning them off to Andy because we were real time, like just having real conversations about what we wanted to do with our lives, what we want to do with our time. I could go on a philosophical side note of just what European living is like in comparison to American living, but family is so important to us. Our relationship together is so important to us. And mm -hmm. the American lifestyle, just you find yourself just like going in so many different directions that it was a high priority for us to find something that we could like integrate together on, be co-passionate about. And so we were looking and I, I saw your videos, I think a year ago, Michael, and it's so <laughs> cool, so cool to see like where we've come. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a lot can change, a lot can change in a year, especially like if you're, or, or even in a few months, if you're really just focused on change. And now that's, that's what I really want to focus on today's conversation is building something with 
your significant other with your husband with Andy, who I've had a pleasure now knowing too. And Andy, Andy and I have a we have our like we have a little <laughs> back and forth. I, I really and I find it really funny actually, and I, I really enjoy the our banter. Actually, that's probably the right yeah right way yeah. to frame it. Our banter, and he look, I give it, and he gives it back to me, and I love it. But uh, is there was there a memorable story as you were setting up your two rental arbitrage units? Any any anything you want to share with the audience? Like forty five seconds. Oh my god. Okay. What I will share with the audience for anyone who's thinking about getting into the rental arbitrage or STR business, it is so much harder. Like Mike, Michael and Liz did such a good job of prepping us. They were like, the setup is exhausting, like buckle up. And I said that we moved from overseas. We've done hard things, but it was so trying. And yeah, I think a funny story like related to that is when we finally did it, we set up our two units in five days. My husband's there for the first part. And then I was there to wrap it up on my own. And when it was time to fly out, like it was like nonstop minute to minute. And when I finally got to the airport, I called Andy and I was like, I did it. I did it. And he was just like, how does it feel? And I said, I feel like I want to cry. And then I did. I just started openly weeping in the middle of the airport. Oh my God. It was like physically, I was like so exhausted. There was like a, a little bit of a shake even physically for me. Just pride. And it, it was like, we did it. We did it. And yeah, it was something to come like full circle, standing in an airport, openly weeping after having set up these units. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's not. It's a lot of work. I'm mean, standing up a business from in five days is is a ton of work. It sounds like you like fit, like after you finish a marathon or you finish something very strenuous, yeah, but you're exactly. successful, yeah. and then it's all those emotions. Just like you can't control it. You're so physically tired, you can't yeah. control it. I don't even know if I would have had he not asked me. How do you feel? I feel like I just want to start crying. Yeah, just the release. It was like just yeah. It was great. How's it feel? Okay, so that was two weeks ago. Like, how's it feel to, how's it feel two weeks? How are you guys doing? Like, those two units, how are they doing? Yeah, this I would love to just give you props for because you had said at the onset of our journey together, you were like, let's just take it slow. Let's start out with two units because Andy and I are like, we're ambitious and we're eager and we just wanted to like take on the world. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for helping us to hedge what we wanted to do. And Michael's advice, yeah, you were just like, Let's start out with two, see how it goes. Let's work out the kinks and then scale. And you made this comment, which I really appreciated, which was, you don't even know if you're going to, if you're going to Airbnb, you're not even, you don't even know if you're going to enjoy hosting. And I thought that was still like such solid advice. I am happy to report that I freaking love it. <laughs> I am loving the, like the act of hosting. I love seeing all the names come up, come through. It, we moved from central Europe to central Texas and like, <laughs> The names and, and people that I come in contact now on a daily basis are so different than the names and people that I was coming in contact with on a daily basis living overseas. Yeah. And it's just so fun to, again, see these people yeah. come through and have the opportunity. I'm half a country away, but I'm still hosting them and I'm still yeah. able to offer them an experience that I hope is going to add to their lives. And that's something that I take a lot of joy in. Yeah, I'm loving it. That's great. <laughs> no, that's I think the joy that you have doing this. I think that's an important part of running a business, right? Like you have to like something, like deeply like something 
of it, whether it's the hosting part, whether it's the analytics, whether it's the real estate or for Liz, it's when we first started, it was like the, the real estate, like she loved the real estate. For me, it wasn't the real estate, at least in the beginning. I, I like it more now, but for me, it was like the business. I liked building, a, I like operating businesses. I like building businesses. That's what really spoke to me. It's how we work together. I think so like we both like certain things. Now she understands a lot more of the business side of it now too, actually. She, and I understand a lot more of the real estate side. So it's just more of a convert. Um, yeah. But that's so similar. It, yeah. So how, can you talk a little bit about how, how you and Andy work together? Like how maybe that's just maybe not like the day-to-day -day tactical part right now, but uh -huh. as you were maybe touching a little bit about when you guys were doing the business together, when you guys were overseas, and then now how do you land it on Airbnb being the business that you guys wanted to do? And then ultimately execute once you decided Airbnb was that then being able to execute this business plan over the last few weeks, few months. Yeah, I think in general, our we're very complementary. Like our skill sets are very complementary, Andy and I. I'm like big picture, visionary, like we we can do anything and let's dream. Let's dream what it could be, come up, narrow it down to what we want, and then go for it. Like vision casting. Andy is so good to like tunnel down and really get focused on the operations, like the whole aspect of building a business. It's his sweet spot. He's, we're going to build these spreadsheets and we're going to integrate with these platforms and this software, which you've been like so hugely helpful with, but processes and how to just think very clearly of how to, yeah, oper operation, optimize operations. And yeah, I think I, I care a lot about experience and aesthetics and he cares and we, and he does too. But he cares a lot about honing in on what our profit margins are going to actually look like. <laughs> and I do too. But we're, if you're looking at a spectrum, we're not like on either ends of the spectrum, but we're like middle, middle left and right of a spectrum. And yeah, it's been a good balance. That's good. Cause like when, when you're like too far, actually, when you're like too far, one end, right. there's just so little common ground. It's hard to find a common language. You got to have to be a little right, like 70, 30. I think Liz and I kind of went through it. It's like 70, 30. We're both like skewed in that way. And then there's just some common yeah. ground that you both can drive off of. So you're not like speaking like different languages. Mm -hmm. And then let me talk a little bit about now, right now that you've, he was there for, for in the beginning to help you. And then you stand it up now. How do you divide the day to day? I'm looking at it on a daily and I'm the one getting like all the notifications, like doing the actual hosting part mm -hmm. of it for this time. Our goal is to automate and eventually bring on some help. Yeah. So we can work on the business and not in the business. Just quote my good friend, Michael Chang. But yeah, I would say that the split right now is probably 80-20. 80-20, okay. Uh, and that's just because of where we're at. We have lofty goals and the, the plan is that those scales will equalize at some point when Andy's not as committed to his nine to five right now. Yeah. Andy, like we just talk, you may get a little background, what you guys do outside of Airbnb and then also the family life too, right? It's a real, yeah. I, mean, I have two kids under two, man. It is like not, it is the real deal. So maybe it's, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. It's no joke. <laughs> yeah. So we have three kids and I remember talking to someone um, not too long ago, just about this venture and they very complimentary and saying that they were really impressed and that they couldn't believe what we were under, we were able to do what we were able to accomplish with having three kids and two full-time jobs. And this person's background was in sales. And I said, you were in sales, like 
your why has got to be rock solid. And so we're not doing these things in spite of having our three kids. Like that is the why for what yeah. we're doing. That is the thing that's driving us. And yeah, Andy is an exec at a health tech company here in Dallas. And I work in mortgage and real estate as well. Okay. Yeah, we both have full-time jobs and three kids. And, <laughs> and three business. Yeah. I love how you brought up that point. And yeah, the why is why is so critical. Alluding back to your point when you were at the airport, when you were done, like how that drives and it really pushes you. And it's also, it's, it's almost not even about the money actually at that point. It's not like, oh, they can make like this amount of money. It's just like, I'm doing it because of like my kid, for me, it goes to my kids, right? Like I want to do, I want to build a business so I can be a present parent to them mm -hmm. and support them. It's not about, oh, I think I'm going to make a couple thousand dollars more on this unit. It's because like it built right. towards a goal. It just, if you could just talk a little bit about that, like what is your why and how does building a business, Airbnb business, whatever business it is, how does building a business drive your why? Yeah. Yeah. I, do you remember our first video conference call? You would just come back from Italy, that crazy flight that you had. Yeah. But in that conversation, Andy and I think had both shared with you at that time that live it like weeks, we started our family under like crazy circumstances. Our first baby was born with a very rare and very serious health condition, stage four cancer. Our My my 12 year old who now plays the cello and is taking French and is in a leadership magnet, like amazing person, really just such a special person. But she was born with stage four cancer. And so our introduction to family life and to parenthood started like zeroed in on what the brass tax is, what really yeah. matters here. And we were fortunate in that way to have that perspective of just like how fragile life is, how fragile our relationships are, how important family is, and that we don't really like compromise on that. So we also were able to live overseas on either end of that thickness. And so this is the thing that I remember sharing with you is that we started our family in an environment where you work to live. And that's like a very European concept. Like I am, I'm doing what needs to be done so that I can be present and involved and connected with the people in my life who matter to me. And I experience things <laughs> and like yeah. just the act of getting a cup of coffee on a, on a side cafe. It's so much different there than it is here where it's like people are living to work and the long story short too, we just wanted, it was really important to us to be able to return to that center. And I think in anything that you're doing, like you just had your second baby, right? Yep. And it's like <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my God. A month. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you have these things that like get added to your life or transitions that happen and your perspective starts to shift and it starts to grow and expand, which is so important and beautiful. But to be able to like find your center, like yeah. what is your center? Like what is really important to us and how do we really operate together as a couple and as parents and as friends and the explosion happens, whatever that may be, an international move, the start of a business, the introduction of a new baby into your family dynamic, like your life is going to explode at some point, but then it's, let's find our center. Let's yeah. return to center. So for us starting this business together is like part of us doing that is like yeah. returning, returning, to returning back to that ethos of living, working to live, not living to work, which I think a lot of it's here. And there's this big hustle culture here in the US that's not as prevalent overseas, especially in Central Europe. And it gets glorified 
here. And I think, I think there is good reason to, I think that's a reason why there, there is this American exceptionalism. I just read, sure, I read, absolutely. This, I read this article where last 30 years, America has created seven multi-trillion dollar companies, whereas mm -hmm. Europe has failed to create hundred billion dollar company. I don't, I, I read, I don't know if it's true or not, but just it gives you just the disparity. And again, I'm not, it's not a value. It's not a value decision on one way of life or the other, right? It's just a presentation of the results. But I think there is some balance, especially when you have a family and, and really more like what's important to you. And I think that's right. where yeah. this business, at least for us, in the way we talk about it is it really can, it's one of those things that really can actually provide a way out of that working to live culture here, right? Because you can scale it, automate it, and do a way where you have some optionality to spend, continue to spend 100% of your time on the business or step out. Like I was telling you earlier today, like we had a really rough weekend with our kids, right? My, my oldest, she's 23 months and she's just like really struggling with having another baby in the house. She's just not like, she's going through her, and she's going through her too. So it's just like really, really tough for her. And it's been like brutal last month and just weekend specifically and i was just like i was telling my wife like, you need to just you need a day off so we went to she we had a one month appointment for the little one and then he's fine and then i was like i booked her like a spot i was like go go take the afternoon you need to go and like good and man. you just need good to reset man. yeah, she just, yeah. I, <laughs> she just needed to reset right like, hey she's ah, oh, we have all this stuff to do i was like it's okay like we look, there's something like get in the right state of mind and tomorrow we'll come back and we'll we'll, we'll grind on it but we have that optionality, right? Where yeah. we, if you're in a job, you can't just like Monday before Thanksgiving weekend, like you're expected. It doesn't really matter your personal situation. Like totally, you, you don't have, you don't have a choice. And I, I, that's the thing that I cherish about this job and this, what we built is that we, we just, we have optionality. I really enjoy working. I love working actually. And so does she, but we can be like, okay, we're not you don't like don't work this afternoon. Take care of yourself, and then we'll come back and, yeah. and drive. Because we both believe in this mission that we both have set out six years ago to do together. How has it? I guess how has it impacted your relationship with Andy? Like how has this last few months, weeks? You guys has he sent you to spot like A? Each other? Yeah, <laughs> you still like each other? Just oh, darn it! I was crying in an airport. <laughs> I know. I'll tell him when I see him. You should. No, it's so fun. It's really. I think we found that thing that we can both be co-passionate about again and not that we're not compassionate about our family like we, we have things we have kids we have three children to be compassionate about but just that this the exercise of yeah having a work that we are both equally invested in and that we're speaking the same language on what we we're talking about before i think maybe not every couple is suited for that type of like yeah. connection it might be behoove some other people to have separate ventures but for us we really enjoy sharing life together and sharing that part of ourselves and our lives together. So it's been really fun. It, we missed it. Like it was part of the, the grieving process of having left overseas and, and moving over here. We really missed that, that joint venture yeah. part component of our lives. And um, yeah, so we have it back now and yeah, yeah it's fun. It, it's, I think of it as like a third muscle between couples. And I think for me and Liz, it's really made our relationship 
not stronger, but just even richer because we have mm. just a lot of different mm. things to talk about. It's helped us become better parents too. It helped, it's really helped us become better parents too, just because we know how to work to, we know how to work with each other on a different level. And the way right. I think about it is mm -hmm. like you have the relationship between you and Andy, like before, right? Just like you as you, you guys like each other, right? Like you guys got married. It's like there's the personal relationship. And then most people have like kids, right? You have the kids stuff, right? It's a different kind of relationship you guys have. It's like mother and father, caretaker, deal, you know, got to deal with, you just got to deal with the kids sometimes. And then, but that most people don't have that third thing. And it could be a hobby, right? Where you both like enjoy like running or some sport or a specific interest. Right. Um, happens, but maybe not as, it's hard to be that deep into it, especially when you have kids and work. But if, mm -hmm. if your work is mm -hmm. the same, then you have working uh, together. Yeah. yeah. Partner. And when you both rely on it to feed each other and it's, there's that sense of urgency. Yeah. You don't have to go for a run every day together. If you're like not talking to each other, if you're mad about something, but <laughs> you try, I know you're only a few weeks into this, but like you try having a two week <laughs> argument together when you're trying to run a business, it absolutely doesn't work. Like you have, you're like, look, we got, okay. I don't know. You're mad at me. I'm mad at you. Whatever it is, let's hash it out right now. Cause we're not going to, we're not going to go to bed like with this in yeah. here because like tomorrow we have like X, Y, and Z to do. And we need to be like fully focused or like we don't eat. We always said we don't eat this is for hyperbole, but like, it's true in a mm -hmm. sense too, right? Like this is what feeds this family. So we have yeah. to like both get on board and it's like a forcing function. It really forces you to like work together. And, like, and then you're just like, ah, it's not important. I don't care. All the little things you probably wouldn't got mad at before. Who cares? Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, okay, yeah. fine. Like and, you win, I win. Who cares? Let's move forward. And even like conversely to that, like celebrating where the other person shines. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoy like the aesthetic piece of setup and the experience. And then Andy is so good at getting a spreadsheet together and auto automating whatever, whatever we can. <laughs> and I'm just like, babe, like you are so good at that. Thank you. Cause I'm not. And then conversely, it's just giving me props for whatever it is that like I'm putting together. I'm on top of these guest communications. Cause first of all, cause if we don't, then we don't eat. And no, I'm just kidding. It's a little dramatic, but just to bring it back to that. But also like we want the business, we want those five-star reviews, yeah. but also I really enjoy like hearing about this dude's birthday weekend and how our stay was just so great for him. And when he came in to look at this exhibit, like I, I love it. And that's not Andy's jam. Andy's not getting jazzed about the fact that this mom's coming in to host a birthday party for her little girl not the, not, not the andy i met he's a good time <laughs> that's not yeah. it oh, look, look I hope, i'm sure andy will watch this and throw something at this monitor when he hears you say that but no, no i mean like well, we all we all find the joy of the, the part of business and like your design looked really good by the way like i really did you did a really nice job with how it came together and it, it's really important the more the more this airbnb business becomes more professionalized there's a term called like thumb stop ratio which just means like when someone's scrolling when they stop to the thumb to go look at your listing. And that's really important. And that's where like design, that first page, like that hero image, those first few images, the higher thumb stop rate you have, the better it'll be. And that's where it's, it's just so much more competitive now. If you have crappy design and a bad photo, like you, you just put yourself behind the eight ball. Like you've done all, you've done all the hard, I just thought to be, I tell people like, you've done all the hard work. You're like crying in an airport. Like you've done, your hands hurt, your feet hurt. You haven't gone to the bathroom, but you're like, you're tired. And the, the worst thing that happened is you do all this work and then you take some crappy photos and or you don't stage it properly. Right. And then all the hard work doesn't get conveyed. Cause ultimately like on these websites, like what you're selling is photos, right? You're selling is your photo and your listing title in the beginning and they click on it. And then it's your reviews and your description and the first five photos, right? Like that's the, like, that is the funnel. 
So you, if you don't, you can have the most, the, the best listing ever, but if you don't get those first few steps and design is such a big part of it. So kudos, but I do kudos to you for, for doing such a great job. And yeah, and, I, and thank you for highlighting that. I think it's a way to like different, like really praise your partner. It's not like, oh, you're such a good dad or it's, it can be a little, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Thank you. It's something real that you can be like, hey, like you did a really great job and look at the money that, look at the profit margin, look what we can do. And it's very tangible, the process you can see. It's like the revenue, the units, the profitability. And yeah, it's just, it's a nice, it's just a nice way to, oh, I'm like lost for words. It's just a nice way to grow with live. your partner. Yeah, yeah it is. It really it is. is. It's a lot of work, but it's, yeah, and I, I never tell, like, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's, if you can get to where you want to be, like the rewards are just that they're just so compelling and you can just break out of that american the there's this meme i saw online too where it's this person just going up for air and then the curtain goes over them like you're just every two weeks you're up and down you're like holding your breath for two weeks just to work for that first paycheck that paycheck to come up and down like to break out of that cycle is just such a better way it's a better way to yeah yeah i see we're having a conversation like as you what advice do you have for couples Mm -hmm. that are looking to build Airbnb business together or really any business together. Like it sounds like you had a little bit of you guys had some you guys had some training before, right? You guys you guys worked on something together and then you had to leave and so you guys weren't able to continue that. But just any advice for couples that Yeah, first couples starting any venture together, I think find your finding your center is a huge one. And I think yeah, we were so fortunate to be able to have like really hard things happen to us early on in our journey as a married couple journey, as parents journey that just remember what's important. Like you, you like each other. Like when it starts getting too loud that you can't remember that maybe put it on a shelf and have fun together. Remember what your center is. Like you like each other. This might be intense. It's okay. What really matters. And throughout all of the challenges that we've had, I would love to hear Andy's thought take on this too. Because because he's he is he's just so wise hmm. and smart and he's such a good balance to me. I, no, we'll ask we'll ask him on we'll ask him on this week's mentorship call. So yes, we'll get his view. But I think that principle of yeah, just like whatever's going on, get back to the heart of what is really important, and then like remind yourself of that, and then like when it's time to pick it back up, go forward with that perspective. That's great advice. How are you thinking about 2024 in November? Mm. What's what's the goal? I know you're a very goal-oriented person. Yeah. What's the goal for the next 12 months? Annie and I, we're, we're going to talk about that on Thursday, Michael. Because I am like pedal to the metal. I, I love it. I like I'm chomping at the bit to to get into another unit. I would do one next week if I could. We want to be... We just take be... the whole family for Thanksgiving and just like, shit three kids to work. That's where Andy's such a good balance because I legit had that as an idea. I'm not even... <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. So we're definitely going to procure a couple or yeah, get a couple more units in the start of 20. We, we want to grow and scale in a responsible and conscientious manner. So for sure, we're starting 2024 with a couple more units, but we'll see how closely we can get to where our lofty goals are. Is there yeah. like a unit number or revenue number that you, you want to hit by the by end of 2024? Listen, we're having this conversation you're back yeah. on the show in a year. It's November 13th, 20th. Where, like, yeah. how many, ideally, how many units does Julie and Andy have? We have eight or eight to 10. Eight to 10. November, okay. November of 2024. And I want to say that is a responsible and cautious number. It's a responsible goal. And I will, I will wager 
I will wager that you will exceed that goal actually. I and love you it. will do and you will do it with very healthy 25% plus cash margins too. So and, and just it's not about unit count revenue absolutely does not matter if you're not profitable. Like it doesn't mean a darn thing. So all it matters is like what is your cash flow? If you get a dollar revenue, like what of that is staying in your pocket? And at least you should get 25 cents from that. That's what, that. That's how you're going to get this business to really work for you. And yeah, I'm super excited for you and Andy. I, I know it's, I'm glad he arranged you a little bit and shipping a family off to the East Coast to uh, <laughs> set up units over, the, over Thanksgiving. I'm sure it's not like, it's not that Liz would probably be the one that would bring me back. I'd probably be like, yeah, my kids are old enough. Be like, let's just go and do it. I don't care. It's a way to spend time together. We can get KFC and I'll be like, right? Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? Like before we end the show and my traditional closing question, now business is a team sport and we wouldn't be where we are without the folks around us. So maybe not the most obvious answer, but what is one of the kindest things that someone has done for you along this journey? Our STR journey? Yes. Gosh, one of the kindest things, our, the property leasing manager that we signed our leases with was so kind when we when I, we first connected, we had just like really good connection from the get-go and long story short on our last day in the units, like on my last day there in town, setting up the units, she wanted to get together and sat down with me in her office and just shared with me a little bit about her life and very kind in reciprocating what I had just said. Like she just said, I just had a good feeling, Julia, like from even through emails, she said, it was really cool. She said, That's even nice. through emails, I could hear the kindness. And I just thought, I, I got to meet this girl. And she said, I know another operator in the area. And I knew her when she first started. And now her company is has scaled to hundreds of units. And they just signed a lease for X amount in this building. And she said, I, I want to see you succeed. And so she said, we're going to stay in touch. And I, I want to see you succeed. And it just blew me away because you start your outreach and you start like making connections with these like entities on the other side of an email screen. And there's people on the other side of them, but it's just spaghetti on a wall. Like Mm -hmm. what's going to stick, what's going to turn warm. And for that to materialize into sitting in this woman's office and she gave me a warm hug at the end of it. Yeah. Like just, that is just like really an unexpected blessing through the whole process. So I think that would be my answer. That was the kindest thing. That's so nice. I, and I think a lot, a lot of people think it's like this. And thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people think rental arbitrage or just like working with a landlord when you rent your property, it's like this adversarial kind of thing mm. where it's like, mm. why would they let you do that? Are you doing it behind their backs? No, they actually, they want you find the places that they want you to do it. They're like supporting you because you're solving a business problem for them. They have a vacancy. You're taking them. You're doing something with it. You're being upfront. You're being a real business person, all those things. And some people like don't think of it as this adversarial thing. Like you both are business owners and you're just trying to come to a business agreement. And it's so great that you're able to, I think that's to your credit being, I think your kindness, your personal joyfulness, I think comes out when you talk to people. Mm. And I think that's, I think of, big recipe or success. I'm excited to see how you guys do. I'm glad you're not getting one guy. You're not shipping the family out across the, halfway across the, <laughs> to put together furniture over Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas, <laughs> I mean, not Thanksgiving. But I'm excited to, to see what comes and I look forward to having you back in a year and you can update us on everything that's happened since then. All right. <laughs> Date. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Julie.